This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I've got Eric with me. He's uh, fresh off a coughing jag from all the dust that we've blown off of our VHS copy of uh, the Ewok adventure. We figured with it uh, (laughs) releasing soon on Disney Plus, we'd dust off our copy and see if we can't get ahead of the curve with some spoiling Star Wars. Eric, have you have you recovered from your from your dust and or from watching the film? Todd, luckily, the uh, subtitle of Caravan of Courage, and it took a lot of courage for you and I to make it through (laughs) this lovely one hour and 36 minute uh, spectacle they would call the Ewok adventure. Um, Yes. From what I can tell, Todd, this movie movie was a whole month old or I I was a whole month old when this movie came out. So um, I do remember watching it, I think, as a youngster and. and hopefully in a couple of years, I'll have that same feeling where I'll forget all that I've watched the, this month. <laughs> I, I truthfully don't remember much as a kid now. I remember there being an Ewok movie and not having, you know, Skywalkers and so forth involved. But as time goes by, I think I, I, I think it's the sequel that I remember more of. Um, although there were aspects yeah. of this film that I was like, yeah, I've definitely seen this before. So. How did you recover, or how did you enjoy the movie? I should say. Let's be positive. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's try that. And I guess let's let's before we get too into it, we'll we'll preface it with this is spoiling Star Wars, and as this is not generally available until it drops on, I believe the second of April on Disney Plus. Be forewarned. There there are clearly spoilers involved. So you know if you want to listen to this as a as a to prime the pump for it. Feel free to, but if you want to hold off until after you've seen it to avoid the spoilers, you're, you're not going to hurt our feelings. Yeah, so this this came out in, like you said, 1984, which would have made me, you know, nine years old-ish. I remember it being a big deal. It was after Return of the Jedi, so I knew what Ewoks are, and I was fully invested in Star Wars. And hearing that it was going to be on TV, because it was like, a here in the States, it was a straight to TV special sort of scenario. I'm being real excited, and I remember having watched it, and I have a vague notion that I enjoyed it, because it was, you know, Star Wars. But I don't, did not remember a whole lot of the details. And even though Dad had rigged the VCR, and we, we had it on tape, you know, all these years, I honestly don't remember ever having gone back and watched it again, for whatever reason. So watching it, watching it again now was, was sort of a, almost like watching it again for the first time sort of deal. Like I remember there were a couple of kids in the Ewok village and they went to go do a thing. And I, I kept thinking, you know, when we were talking about, oh, let's watch this, let's, let's do an episode on them. Like, is this the one with Wilford Brimley? And I don't, it, it wasn't. Uh, turns no. out that's that's the second one. That's the sequel. And I feel like I remember more about the sequel than I do this one. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, there must be more in the second one. Yeah, I feel like the second one has more has more people in it. Like I think the, yeah. this yeah. one suffers. Yeah. This one suffers from quite frankly what a good chunk of the holiday special suffered from, and that is we're going to take a furry species that does not speak English 
on their home planet and devote a whole bunch of time to their day-to-day doings. And they're going to talk to each other, but we're not going to subtitle it. We're not going to tell you what it is they're saying. They're just going to make, you know, grunty, growly noises at each other. And it sort of drives time forward. Notice I didn't say it drives the plot forward. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a lot of Ewoks bebopping around their village and and doing things and this and that and the other thing, and not a whole lot of dialogue. Like, for the bulk of this movie, it's of, I believe, a four-year-old girl... And some teenage boy, maybe, maybe preteen boy. Like, I don't know how old that kid is. Like, I'm going to guess 12, maybe. Oh, and, then a, and then a whole yeah, bunch sure. of Ewoks. See, so, see, I think it's a little bit, I think it's more of like a 15 and a 6. Maybe, I think the girl maybe. being 4 is a little, a little young. But okay. either way, that is what, yeah, that's what we're dealing with. You know, there were yeah. parents, maybe, at the very beginning. Quick, quick synopsis. Their Star Cruiser crashes on Endor. It's, it's a mom and dad and their two kids. Mom and dad are stumbling away from the cruiser, and you see this shadowy creature just off screen. Screams fade to black. Next thing you know, it's these kids without the parents stumble upon the Ewoks. They they meet and greet the Ewoks. The girl is, is somehow has fallen sick. <laughs> so there, there's a whole subplot where she's ill, and they give her some magic tea leaf, and all of a sudden she's just good as gold. And then they've got to go... They finally convince the the Ewoks to figure out where their parents are, and they go to Logre, the Medicine Man, who was in the movies. Who, you know, yeah, that's was, what I was going to watch. We had yeah. his action figure, and he does some you know actual magic voodoo with some spinny top, and is able to divine where the parents are. So like, okay, we know where we need to go, and then they've got to recruit a bunch of people, almost Fellowship of the Ring style, to gather a party to travel across Endor to get to this place and various hijinks and adventures along the way until they eventually get to this citadel where this giant critter has the parents in a cage and they fight and free them and hooray. Like, I think I've hit all the the main things and it takes an over an hour and a half for that to happen. Oh, yeah, it's it's pretty (laughs) ridiculous in that aspect. So I want to know, I'm seeing that it was like George Lucas was a writer on this. Yeah, yeah. no, it's <laughs> like, have we not learned, you know, have we not learned from the holiday special? And I guess probably, you know, maybe during the times, maybe it wasn't so awful. Maybe, I mean, maybe there were more like this, you know, maybe there were a lot of made for movie TV movies that were, you know, branched off of stuff. I mean, the most I can do is I can look at something like early Doctor Who and be like, all right. I could see still like this, but it was pretty awful and, you know, it just didn't do, didn't age well. And that yeah. might be the case. I just don't know, even in 1984, how this was like you could keep someone's attention for, I'm guessing, two hours. I'm guessing the commercial breaks and so forth would have made it a two hour spectacle. Yeah. I guess here's the thing. As you mentioned, you were like a month old at the time, so yeah. you don't remember this. Sure. I was nine. I wasn't the most cognizant, you know, whatever. But I, I do have some memories of the era in regards to television. And I'll tell you that watching this felt less like watching a Star War and more like watching, you know, what it was, which was a made-for-TV movie for kids. The general pacing of it and the the overall plot, but mostly... Like the music in the background, there's just something about this that just screams early 80s kids made for TV special. Like, and I don't know that I can point out specific other examples of that from the time, 
but I remember that being a thing. Like you would just have these made for made for TV movies is what it is. And I guess here's the, here's the thing that surprised me. I popped onto IMDb, you know, they've got the awards section and I'm like, this thing won awards. This thing won an Emmy. This is actually an award winning star Wars made for TV movie. Holy it cow. got, it won the 1985 primetime Emmy for outstanding special visual effects and was nominated. Oh, I, all right. And right. was nominated for Outstanding Children's Program. All right. Well, here's a few things that I that I found on IMDb. All right. Number one, is this canon? And it looks to be it's considered legends, which means yes. no. Okay. Yes, so correct. this so this is just a little fantasy. So we can almost think of it as like a, a fan film, a George right. Lucas fan film from the 80s. <laughs> and then the other question, the other question that was often asked was when does it actually take place? And you would think it would be after. Return of the Jedi, but it looks like it's actually during the times of Empire Strikes Back, which, I mean, I don't know how or how you know that or, or why we know that. Maybe because there was no, like, um, stormtrooper helmets or anything on, on the plane, or maybe because it wasn't yet occupied by, yeah, you know. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't yet occupied. There was, I mean, if it took place after the Battle of Endor, like, Wicket would have encountered humans before and probably would have had, you know, mis- well, I mean, there's a whole side trail we could go down. If you've not heard of this, by all means, go to the internet, dear listeners, and, and look into the devastation of Endor. Because there is a whole theory that during the Battle of Endor, because they blew up the Death Star, and because it's so close to a planet, the, the wreckage that rained down on the forest moon just destroy it. Like, you can see in the recent movie of the trilogy where they go to Endor and there's the wreckage of the Death Star where Ray's got to go in and get the thing and so on and so forth. Like the fan theory prior to that was that, yeah, it's just the forest event, forest moon of Endor is just going to be destroyed from all the space wreckage and the, the Ewoks are just screwed, which would be the case. So yeah, this has to happen before the battle of Endor. Just yeah. Ewoks are dead now. That's basically yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's, hence that's, why that's, we haven't seen them. Pretty much. That, that's how that it's unfortunately fair. has to go. That is fair. Because, like, I watched this in a couple of bursts. Like, I sat down over the course of a lunchtime and started watching it and got about 20, 30 minutes in. And it was all just the plot line of, oh, the kids find the Ewoks. The little girl is sick. We're going to get her better. Up to the point to where the kids, like, tried to escape <laughs> from the yeah. Ewok village. And I'm like, okay, this is it. I'll tell you what. The first thing that caught me almost immediately upon playing this, and I'm surprised I've not brought this up yet, the narrator. I do not remember that from my youth. And when I heard that voice, I was like, are you kidding me? Is this actually a thing? Did you recognize the voice when he started talking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as soon as that happened, I was like, is this is this a uh, Rankin-Bass special? Are we going right. to have a, a snowman rolling like, up I, on, on film here? Yeah, like Burl Ives is the narrator, and I, I'm like, I immediately pulled up IMDb to see if that was in fact Burl Ives or if somehow they got a, you know, a Burl Ives impersonator. But no, that's 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 who it is. Guest narration, it says in the credits by Burl. Oh, Ives. not just and I was like okay, not just narration. What? No, yeah, guest narration. Guest. It, it, it struck me as an odd credit. Did he get paid? Yeah, that's a weird. That's I, a weird yeah, uh, way to put um, that. Yeah, no, you know that's weird because poor. Burl Ives kind of you know, pigeonholed himself into the in a role where like no matter what, when you hear his voice now, you're like, oh, 
this is the guy that should be doing Rudolph's and so forth. Right. I mean, granted, he only did the one, but I guess since it's such an iconic movie, a Christmas special that we watch yearly, it's just that his voice is synonymous with that and almost being the narrator on, guess, a Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah. A, a Star Wars-esque film is just straight up odd. Yeah, you know, it's, so, it's, it's a weird flex you, you did not expect to see coming. Yeah. So the first batch of viewing was like, oh, this is a sweet little kid's movie that is going super slow and uh, whatever. And then, you know, I finished lunch, went on my work day. And when I came back to watch it the second time, I kind of watched the rest of it sort of in the background the rest of the way through. And that's when it started getting all... I don't know, for lack of a better word, it's it's a, it started to get a little D&D, a little Lord of the Rings. Cause oh, like, yeah. Okay, well, you know, we're going to go see the the wizard, to find, or, you know, a little Wizard of Oz almost. We're going to go see the wizard and find out where your parents are. Okay, now we're going to form this this group, and each of us has this special thing, and here's the magic rock and the candle of light and whatever. And, oh, we've got these extra things that we've got to go recruit these other people to come with us. And I'm like, wow. If these weren't if these were dwarves instead of Ewoks, this would totally be like a D and D movie right now. Sure, um, sure. And then there's a well, whole sequence with the lightning fairy, lightning bug fairy things. And what it reminded me of is the other George Lucas actual fantasy thing, Willow. So I hopped on IMDb and I'm like, what was was this before or after Willow? And this one was in '84. The next Ewok movie was in 85 willow came out in 88 and the common thread of course there is warwick davis is is both yeah Wicket and yeah. willow yeah he's all about it he's best he's palling up right now with jordan oh yeah oh yeah in the 80s but it was very much like i said if you if you swapped out the ewoks for for dwarves or gnomes or something this totally could have been like a willow prequel in my mind yeah, and I think it probably is, in my opinion, would have been a bit better. But I have a list here of <laughs> items that I want to discuss uh, in, in detail with you, and a lot of it you just touched base on briefly. So we'll okay. take a break real quick. We come back and we'll look at the rest of those. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. Justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. All right, and we are back from break here, Todd. We were talking kind of how it became like a fantasy film. And from what I could tell, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are the, the master here when it comes to the Star Wars aspect. Uh, when Where does magic play a, a case? I mean, I understand the Force could be construed as magic, but we're talking some next-level magic with this Ewok stuff, and it came out of nowhere. So oh, yeah. and, and magic for me, that was and... the biggest... That was yeah. the biggest, like, I guess, turnoff for me. You know, two two things really giant turnoffs. Number one, magic. Number two, just straight up horses. <laughs> you know, I just, oh, I'm just the, like, oh, that, that's well, a horse. Had, 
Well, they had horses, they had llamas, they had chickens. Kid was playing with a ferret at one point. Like, they just said, you know what, we're not even going to mess. We're just going to pull in a bunch of terrestrial creatures and have it do a thing. Now, the chickens at least were some, you know, not your garden variety chickens. They had funky haircuts, right? They were some sort of, yeah, yeah I, they, were, they were those. But no, just, just here's a pony, here's a llama, here's a ferret. Like, no, that was a little unexpected. Yeah, so besides the horses just being there and just being, you know, normal... <laughs> You know, right. which I can't say I've ever seen, and I think they might even called it a horse. Like I, I oh, you know, they, they don't quote they me on them, that, but no, they called them horses. There was one point that was particularly jarring to me, where Mace, the the boy, yeah. refers to the Ewoks as as little bears. I'm like, dude, you would not know what a bear was, probably. Yeah, I wouldn't think. Like, no, there's a bunch of that sort of crossover that happens. That, that yeah, I seems don't, sloppy I don't to me. That. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You could have yeah. came, came up with some other name. And you could have just put like paint on the horse, right. you know, like dye the hair color or something. Do something. I yeah. mean, you made this giant contraption like this, like this tent that the hut sat on, on the back the of the one. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could have you could have said that was built in, you know, or whatever. And be like, <laughs> oh, those are horses with giant like, you know, pouches. Either way, that that was just a bit alarming to me. And yeah. then, of course, to me. I was just like, I just don't recall magic being a thing in the Star Wars universe. So is magic, the magic like we've seen, and there were many instances of it, is that a thing in Star Wars? And I was just unaware, and it took the Ewoks to bring that out? See, that's where it gets weird and muddy. Like, canonically, I don't think so. If I dig back into my role-playing game roots, the answer becomes yes and no in the movies no, like n- nothing else has shown magic. Like in in these particular made for TV pieces, the Ewoks can do some magical stuff. And I feel like, and I haven't seen this like literally since it was on TV, but again, is going to be released on Disney Plus. The Ewok cartoons. Yeah. I feel like they also carried through, and there was some sort of magician type person, which again played perfectly into the era. I mean, if you think back to the Gummy Bears cartoon or the Smurfs, like all those sure. all those cartoons, there was some rando magical person. But as far as the movies canonically, you know, how the rest of that stuff goes, there's not really examples given. Now, in some of the expanded universe, in some of the novels, I think maybe in some of the comics. There's magic adjacent type stuff, but like the way the role playing games, like everything is everything that happens magically, you know, supernaturally, whatever. That's all the force. It's yeah. And they explained it as, you know, the Jedi in the Sith use the force in the way that everyone's familiar with the force being used from the movies. There are other cultures and practitioners of the force that just interact with the force in different ways. Like they're the witches of Dathomir are witches and it looks like magic when they quote cast spells or whatever, but really they're just tapping into the force in a different way than what you've seen Jedi do. So well, you could, you could say that the Ewok priestess wizard lady, whatever is just, it's not really magic. It's using the force in a special Ewok way. I feel like that's maybe pushing it a bit far like i don't know like there's nothing that says there is no magic in star wars other than the force but other sources sort of make it seem like well there is magic but really behind the scenes it's the force anyway like it's it's weird it's it's not very star warsy to have sure actual magic that isn't a jedi doing a thing if that makes yeah sense. well 
Well, there's a couple instances, and there it's typically when the what's the cave, the dark cave or whatever, with Yoda and then Ray, where yeah. they're yeah, in yeah. those aspects, and you could say, well, what was going on there is equivalent to a crazy style magic, whether it just mm-hmm. be daydream, yeah. not daydreaming, but like having some visions or what have you. I mean, I could understand it to an extent, you know, right. but here's where for, for whatever reason, we believe in the, the force and that just makes sense and everything else in these creatures and traveling and all that's all fine. <laughs> right. But you right. start throwing, you start throwing magic rocks, you know, in the <laughs> mix and right. in rivers where you can't get out of, like you magically just you know, fall into it. Like that's the kind of stuff that I was just like, come on, this is, this well, is just, this is hokey and unrealistic. Well, and, and they, you know, <laughs> hokey and realistic for, you know, a plan of, of Sensi and teddy bears. Absolutely. To, yeah. Know. Well, and I guess the whole, the whole, I for almost forgot about the whole water thing. Like well, I, that was I, the worst. Well, and, and it was, and it, this, this suffers because if the first half hour set me up to, yep. I want to watch this to to relive this experience and so that I can say that I've seen it and so that Eric and I can have an episode. But this is not so compelling that I feel like it's worth me devoting my full attention to. And at that point, like, I had it on while sure. I was futzing around with other things. And, like, I remember him walking over to the water, and next thing you know, he's in the water, and it's this weird, oh, it's got a glass ceiling, I can't get out. And I remember them taking forever and trying like 18 different things and thinking, oh, yep, that, that, that going real like slow long drown. Well, and the whole time you can hear in the background, like if you're making those noises, you're, you're out of air, dude. And I can't wow. remember, did they ever yeah. explain how or why that was? Or was that just a, oh, we're making well, a movie. We need to pad some time. This will make the kids let's laugh. Let's see here, Todd. Who, who would explain that? It could have been Burl Ives in a brief sentence, or it could have been the Ewoks <laughs> that yeah. nub-nubbed back and forth a little bit. So, no, there was no explanation. All it was was the staff that was given by the magic win or whatever was the only thing that could enter the water and not be transformed. Mind you, there was some sloppy editing there while he's drowning. <laughs> She's back there talking to the Ewoks in one of the takes while, you know, and smiling and having a good old time. I'm like, well, you were just very concerned a second ago. But, you know, besides, you know, that that's some of the weird stuff. You know, they threw the rock at the, you know, and created a door, which is fine. It could have been like, I, I could understand some aspects but then they turned like what a bird into a lizard or something like that yeah and then she picked it up and it turned into something else i'm like all right you know this is a little little too much but whatever to move the story along and i guess those items were necessary for whatever reason um well but i won't dwell too much yeah (laughs) you know it's it is one of those things that you almost get a little meta like in the beginning when they're handing out things and they're like a rock and he's like oh rock that's lame i don't want this rock and of course you knew wicket was going to pick it up and of of course course. you knew it was going to be critical at some point that he have this stupid rock like not one of these things that we're handing out is ever going to be well just maybe kind of a thing like i don't know it's it's fine it's fine if you're you know (laughs) six and you're watching and oh, it's, it's all good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There should be a time, you know, you know, have you, you have products that are like ages, you know, oh, yeah. three and uh, three to yeah. three to 10 or whatever. Like that's what it should right. be. I mean, right. it should be like a board game. You should say, all right, at what point in time does this <laughs> become ridiculous? You know, I can, right. Miles would watch this and be fine. <laughs> right. Uh, Laney you, would you... probably be, would be like, all right, whatever. And then Hunter, you know, would probably be like, yeah, I'm never going to watch that again. Right. You know, so you and I are not going to get together and play a high stakes game of Hi Ho Cherio or Candyland, like we we've gone past that so it's probably not fair for us to pick on this too hard like i think it's good 
for the target audience. But whew. well, yeah, no, it was pretty rough. So a few things that I, you know, number one, you mentioned that they won like uh, an Emmy and I could understand that the stop motion, you know, they had that giant like rodent thing oh, uh, yeah. attacking them. And then, you know, the, uh, the giant beast, whatever the, the heck Gorax. that was at the end yeah. is okay. He yeah. reminded me a lot of what, um, what's the, the bad guy from She-Ra. And I can't recall his name is, is Moodalock or Moodock or something like that. Are you familiar with it, what I'm talking about? Shira didn't really become a thing until after I was old enough to not be as into that stuff. So I know Shira existed. I think I've got a vague mental notion of one of the bad guys there. But if you're asking for names, I'm Hordak. Be able to help. It's Hordak. Hordak. Okay. All right. I, I was okay. close. I was close. But I, I just remember him kind of looking like a Hordak with the weird face and so forth. But yeah. either way, fine. Um, I don't think the cobweb and. The cobweb was perfectly oh aligned, God. firstly, oh and the, the, the spider. I do not believe they they must have the, the Emmys, uh, whoever the, the board, the voters, whatever. They must have just like turned a blind eye for that. They probably were up and getting yeah. coffee or using yeah. the bathroom when the spider sequence happened because that was just Perhaps. not uh, not good in my opinion. No. So, no. and it, for whatever reason, I mean, I get I get the spider web. Then they just were like, they get the, the Ewok with the axe is just like, yeah, I'm just going to cut this whole shit down. How are you going to get back, dude? Yeah, like, I well, that was right. So we don't know how they got back, but they figured it out, thankfully. Yeah. And then it seems like the spider fell to its death, except for, unless this is a weird coincidence, it, it actually fell to the room where Wicket and the little girl were, in right. which then gets stabbed to death and, and so forth. Well, just, uh, apparently that chasm was adjacent to where they are, because later when the Gorax falls down, he ends up popping up right next to them as well. Like, that must have been, like, a common shaft. Like, okay. I don't know. So, the overall, the special effects were not bad. I mean, I guess yeah. after Return of the Jedi, you're like, hey, what are we going to do with all these bear suits? You know? And they're <laughs> right. like... You right. know, we got them on we got them on rental for another a couple movies so let's <laughs> let's put them to use and right. uh, effectively that's what they did oh, and yeah. they made money I guess I mean if you know I don't know if they made money they I don't know how they gauged the success of this movie uh, but it was successful enough that they made another one right so, you, right right so yeah yeah it, so, it couldn't have been I, a complete flop or they wouldn't have yeah they wouldn't have done a, you know a follow-up so yeah. Which yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see the second one. Um, yeah. I will tell you that I, I then questioned, and I didn't know this, but I looked it up while I was watching. Um, I was much like you. I watched most of it, and then I'm like, I just need to be multitasking because this is painful. You know? <laughs> uh, right. To the point where I can actually, you know, I don't need to know every little thing, but I, if I'm kind of doing other things. So a couple things I was searching for were, you know, obviously I looked at the IMDb. I wanted to see if these actors were ever in anything else, and they weren't. <laughs> they were pretty much – they were this was their movie and then i was you know checking out some other aspects and then i was like how big's a moon you know like i you know i've never really quite thought of like all right what's the equivalent of a moon and granted i understand moons could be at different sizes right so i just looked right. up our moon todd do you have what would you guess have you looked this up before are you smart enough to know how big our moon is it's it's one of those things that there was a point in my life where I was a young lad and all about Star Wars that I wanted to be, you know, to go to space and be an astronaut and okay. therefore enjoyed astronomy and that sort of a thing. And so any anything that I've got on this topic is residual memory from, you know, three decades ago. 
That's but I fine. feel like I feel like at one point I saw some some picture in a science book or or some book I got from the library that showed the moon and superimposed like a map of the United States over it so that the width of the moon is roughly from, you know, our east coast to our west coast. I have no idea if that's accurate or not and since you just looked it up, we'll let you speak to that. But I feel like the moon is about a continental United States wide. I don't know if that's accurate or not. What I found, you know, the the equivalent, and I've, I saw two different ways to visualize it. You would say the moon is, our moon is equivalent to four Chinas, which I could see that being, or okay. it is Russia, Canada, and the U.S. combined. So. Like total surface area. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Total, that makes sense. T- so. Yeah, so that, I mean, so I was looking at it and I said, all right, so the Ewok adventure, and I was like, all right, so this is a moon. So how, like, this is the forest moon, right? But then we saw the different aspects where, you know, we got to the point where it was more like a prairie, and then it got to the point where it was like a rock land. And I was just thinking, all right, so can a moon, you know, have all this? And how big of a moon, like, these Ewoks act as, you know, how many different species and stuff could be on these moons? You know, and and of course, it's all fantasy, so it doesn't matter. But I was just looking and say, all right, imagine, you know, the United States is huge. You know, we have all types of different climates. Oh, yeah. Let alone. And, you know, China is the same way. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, and same for Canada and all these other. So it was it was realistic. And that was my main thing. It was realistic that they could have these different, you know, biomes or. Oh, yeah. Climates and so forth. That's pretty good. It's, and, and, you know, the questions that no one's asking that I decided to look up while watching the Ewok adventure. As you do. It's a, it's a service you provide, Eric. And, and we're, we're, all, we're all very appreciative. I can't wait to find out what I'm going to Google while watching the Battle of Endor. Yeah. Um, which, which I think I think is going to be a better movie. I'm looking at IMDb and I'm saying the Ewok adventure out of over 10, almost 10,000 ratings. This should go up, obviously, now that. It'll be more widely available and not just on a VHS tape in the Hersey household. Um, it has a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah. I I'm give thinking it that might be generous. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> I haven't really figured out my IMD rankings yet. Like, I don't know what the worst movie is and what the best movie is and try to figure that out. But I have a feeling I'm not going to give it a five. It would be worse. Now, did you did we discuss or did you look up what the Star Wars special was, the holiday special? In IMDb? You know what? I don't know that I did. I mean, I have um, it. I have it. Okay. So what would you guess that would be? If we know five, it was a 5.5 for the Ewok adventure, what would you give the holiday special when comparing the two? Oh, I think I would give the Star Wars holiday special two stars. And the only reason it gets the second star is for the introduction of Boba Fett via that animation. Other than that, I think it's just hot garbage that should receive no stars. And yeah, I'm okay. looking, I, I have not rated it, so I'm going to go ahead and do that now. Boom. Yeah, is it you're well it, at the time it was thir- over 13,000 almost 14,000 votes and it's at a 2.1. So, I think it is aligned. I do think it's aligned. The Ewok Adventure is definitely better than the Star Wars Holiday Special. But if you gave yeah. me if you said pick 3 minutes of either film, I think I'd pick the 3 minute sequence in Star Wars Holiday Special over, which is just like a weird thing. Um <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it's Star yeah. Wars holidays it is really awful. It's really yeah. difficult to watch. Yeah. yeah. I would not watch either one of these again. Star Wars holiday special is so bad that it's worth the cringing watch. Ewok adventure is not at that level, but it's definitely not something you want to watch again. No. Uh, from my take. Again, for this 46 year old agrees, but this was not made for this yeah. 46 year old. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, 
when whenever we have time, maybe we'll just spoil Star Wars and and bring in the age groups and get opinions from the four year old, the ten year old, and the fourteen year old at some yeah. point in time because that matters to oh, you yeah. know an audience. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Overall, that was, you know, it was great timing because Todd and I had this on the docket, but we were kind of going to table it for special conditions. But right. when when the announcement came out that they were it was going to be mass publicized and released, was, you know, let's let's see if we can't be one of the first to yeah. provide you this wonderful content and give you a little bit of a view. And, and, you know, if you've watched the film and you found this because you want two nerds talking about it, uh, I hope we didn't let you down too much. And yeah. or if you were not grossly offended by our dislike of the film. <laughs> yeah. And again, you know, there's there's a lot of division in the Star Wars fandom of people. Oh, I absolutely love this. Oh, I absolutely hate this. The the Ewok adventure. We're going to give it a little bit of a ribbing because it's dated and is not necessarily to our taste. But under no circumstances is there any Ewok hate here. Like if you are just a big fan of the Ewok piece, power to you. Rock on. Just about all Star Wars is good Star Wars. Except the holiday special, because it really wasn't Star Wars. <laughs> um, you know. Well. But I don't want yeah, to incite any flame wars like have happened with recent movies and such. Like, well, let's all just enjoy our pieces and get along. And if you, if you like this more than I do, hooray, great. If you don't like it as much as I do, that's also great. We, we can all well, just get along. This is what I'm going to say right now, without watching the second one yet, which will be on what we'll be looking to do. Yes. Uh, if this movie exists, so that way the second one comes out, and if I like the second one, then I'm happy this was made. If I dislike the second one, then I'm then I'm then neither one of these needs to be made, and that's <laughs> that's how I'm going to view it. So, that's but that's my lasting right. lasting opinion yeah. on it. Todd, do you have yep. anything else you want to square no, away with uh, us? No, like I said, I'm I'm glad to have watched it and relive these memories. I I don't know that I'll feel the need to watch it again, but I am glad to have watched it. It was good chatting with you about it and good times. The next spoiling Star Wars probably will be the Ewoks battle for Endor and we'll we'll chat about that then. So, till then, thanks thanks Eric. Thank you listeners. And until next time, I hope y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm.